Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. We've been working our way through the Gospel of John, chapter 13, and we're currently on verse 18, where we are picking up again the account of Jesus and the apostles in that upper room for the Passover, the Last Supper, as it's historically known. Jesus there broke bread with his friends, with his followers, with his apostles, and he went on to wash their feet in that historical symbol of love and servitude. Picking it up in verse 18, Jesus now beginning to go down the road of Judas and the account of his betrayal of Jesus. Says in verse 18, I don't speak concerning all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but that the scripture may be fulfilled. He who eats bread with me has lifted up his heel against me. Now, Jesus knew, and furthermore, he knew the whole time that Judas would betray him. Yet he still loved him. And note that he still washed his feet in service unto him. Now, one has to ask when you read this account, how could this thing even have happened? I mean, It happens the same way it happens today. Fact is, Jesus never, excuse me, Judas, never really believed. Oh, he he went through the motions of religion. He walked besides those who did believe and those who served Jesus with their whole lives. But the trust and the commitment were never actually there. And eventually, as it always does, his actions manifested the truth of who and what he was in his heart. He broke bread with Jesus, but his heart and life were never broken. You know, this is a common occurrence in God's followers today. The pastorate, at least, is not surprised, as it happens on a fairly regular basis, actually. It is, indeed, often harder for the flock, as I have no doubt it was for the apostles that were present that day, once Judas showed himself for who he really was. If it is an individual that is thought to be a friend... Such can break your heart and seem almost unbelievable. And one doesn't have to be a Christian very long before they go through such a painful experience. Each of the remaining 11 now would have to decide whom they would stand behind, either God's servant or the one that was departing. We all will be tested as to who we truly love. And we all will be tested as to the honest truth that is which the often is the answer that comes out, well, basically, who I love is just me. Now, any pain we feel is felt even greater by Christ when we go through these kind of experiences because he knows when this occurs that a soul is being lost. The term, quote, lifted up his heel, end quote, is a picture of a horse kicking back against his owner. It's an action a stubborn pride and a refusal to submit to one's master. It is a picture of the world outside of God's kingdom. And it is a tragic example for all of us who have shared in God's pain over these kind of matters, a case wherein one who had professed Christ, but in truth was a betrayer. Ephesians 5, 5-8 says, Know this for sure. 
that no sexually immoral person, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes on the children of disobedience. Therefore, don't be partakers with them, for you were once darkness, but are now light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Going on in verse 19 of our text, it says, From now on, I tell you before it happens that when it happens, you may believe that I am he. Most certainly, verse 20, I tell you, he who receives whomever I send receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. Now, Jesus knew that such a betrayal as this issue with Judas might cause others to stumble or doubt, so he offered up this word of encouragement. They needed to remember that they were on a divine mission that was frankly venturing into some dangerous territory. And as in any war, there will be those who go AWOL and there will be those who in turn find out, uh, we in turn find out our double agents and there will of course be casualties. Yet we are called to love and serve them just the same. Yet it pains us when someone we love is discovered to be a traitor. But then again, how can we know? Frankly, we don't know in advance often, but a certain sign is a secret of life. Is that individual in question living a double life? Is he or she doing things that they are unwilling to show to others around them? You know, secret whispers, clandestine activity, anonymous statements. These are sure signs because you see transparency in our Christian lives is crucial. That's why we as a church attempt to do all things openly and without guise. Verse 20 is simply a stark reminder that God has indeed sent out those to be his emissaries. And when we receive these ministers of the Lord, we receive the Lord himself. Thus, when a Judas moved against God's faithful, he moved against God. And you know that never ends well. This does not just speak of pastors and church leaders. For if God has sent you, then even if you are a friend, that Judas has rejected you too. After all, We're all in this war together. Verse 21 says, When Jesus had said this, he was troubled in spirit and testified, Most certainly I tell you that one of you will betray me. Jesus, he never seemed to take these kinds of things lightly. I guess it's impossible to truly love others without risking the pain of rejection and denial. It's just a reality. People are going to hurt you, especially when you reach out in love. Jesus was troubled in his spirit over this situation. I myself have spent many sleepless nights sharing with Jesus this special pain. Jesus had given his all to Judas. He had loved him and walked beside him and broke bread with him. And Judas was no doubt part of many intimate conversations and personal moments with Jesus. He was not a stranger. No, Jesus Jesus treated Judas every bit as a friend. In his humanity, Jesus would feel the pain that we feel when this happens to us. Psalms 55, 12-14 says the following, For it was not an enemy who insulted me, but then I could have endured it. Neither was he who hated me who raised himself up against me, then I would have hidden myself from him. But it was you, a man like me, my companion and my familiar friend. We took sweet fellowship together. We walked in God's house with company. 
Verse 22 says the disciples looked at one another, perplexed about whom he spoke of. One of his disciples, whom Jesus loved, was at the table, leaning against Jesus' breast. Simon, Peter, therefore beckoned to him and said to him, Tell us who it is of whom he speaks. He, leaning back as he was on Jesus' breast, asked him, Lord, who is it? Now, Matthew's account of this story records how each of the apostles looked not at one another, but rightfully and actually at themselves. They began asking, Lord, is it I? That was a reflection of an innate humility that was in their hearts. Now, Jesus knew exactly how it was all going to go down. Luke eight seventeen says, Nothing's hidden that will not be revealed, nor anything secret that will not be known and come to light. And then in John six sixty four says, But there are some of you who don't believe, for Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who didn't believe and who it was that would betray him. Now, the culture of that day dictated a dining design, if you will, that had people eating at a rather low table where uh, people would then rest on their left hand while then eating with their right, with their legs outward away from the table. So with at least 13 people around that table, there would be a physical proximity with one another, a close fellowship of brothers that would be breaking their bread together, their last Passover meal together on this earth. It really was a moment that some would embrace and another would erase. For 11 men, that day would be an empowering moment which would catapult them on to a lifetime of kingdom service. For Judas, that same meal would also be a turning point in his life, the beginning of his rapid spiral downward to a shameful death. The apostle John was likely the one Jesus loved that is referred to here. He didn't claim that position by name, but he wasn't afraid of stating the situation as he saw it. If John was like me, there would be a lot of things he didn't know or understand. But we both have held on to the one indisputable fact in this crazy world. Jesus loves me. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com.